Oh, just, just a... Not bad. No, no, just... Funky, funky. gentlemen, welcome to the RG Podcast Live! Well, that'll do. Bell, bell, what? Michael Bell, Michael Bell, Michael Bell. What is that noise? Multi bell, multi bell. What, what? What? I don't. What is this? Is this is weird? I'm gonna call you. What is it? This it is. I mean, it's it sounds like some sort of rabid sneezing. It's not. No, not a word of that. Did you understand a word of that? I think someone's stamping on rabbits. Rabbits. Oh, no, just. It's like that episode of Red Dwarf where they all spit backwards. It's weird. I don't know what it is. It's like talking to a broken broken robot. Didn't understand a word of that either. What is like? Okay, I can, I can hear like a fuzz. Grax, but... come here, come here, come here. Oh, oh. Ah. Just beat the bad. Get my Grax broken. Stop. Ah, why the hell did you do that for? Ladies and gentlemen! Oh, it's Grax! It's Grax! Oh. Yay! <laughs> Welcome, episode 23 of the RG Podcast! Welcome! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 23 of the internationally heard RG Podcast. Thank you for listening in. Grax! Yes, that's me! Welcome back from the land down under. Ah, man, it's good to be back. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't talk to you guys last week, but I was in Sydney and... Would you believe it? There was no internet connection in Sydney. Not a single place where you can connect to the internet. Nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere at all. Except for the Opera Sydney House. The the Opera the Opera Sydney House. Have you renamed yeah. it? That's right. <laughs> I I think I'm still a bit broken. You guys. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Me. Hold on. Ah. The Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that there place. We yeah. There, there we go. There you go. Oh, thank you. Thank us. The dulcet tones of the internet zone, Michael Bell. There you go. No ding. No ding. No ding. You've it's had your ding. A, 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 I'm rationing my ding for you. Ah, um, oh. I just wanted to put it out there t- today. Episode 23, uh, prime number. So it's a magic episode. No swearing. It will be. No swearing. I say for every swear... We put 10p in the RG uh, in the RG money box. 
Okay, towards what? some sort of lovely charity. Lovely charity. Now hold on, wait. What? What? What has this come about? We, I don't think we swear. Oh, it's co- hang on, hang on. It's, it's, come, it's come a swear word. Did he just say a swear word? He said come. Is that? Are we taking that as a swear word? Yep. Grax Tempe. Tempe. What? Tempe. <sighs> All right. Fine. Tempe. I, I, I think it's a load of bullshit. We don't actually Tempe. swear that much on the show. Tempe. Twenty p. I'm gonna have to keep <sighs> account of this. Oh. Right. Wait a minute. This is this is gonna be just exactly like the Demolition Man. Um, man, is that a swear word? Because you know what is more evil in this world than man? Tempe. Tempe. Oh, Tempe. you fucking gotta be kidding, Whoa, kidding me! That's the big one. That's the F bomb. Tempe. Bullshit, Rup. cunting, motherfucking piece Tempe. of ass. Ra- I'm just going. Tempe. Wait, hang on. I'm Tempe. not very good at this game, am I? Game. Tempe. <laughs> man, has cost nothing, Grax. I've lost count. Let's call it two pound eighty. Well, that's a fringe ticket already. Uh, well, that's half of the ticket anyway. But oh. anyway so, Grex, have you recovered from your um, sleep? Little um, train trip. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, got to get the Eurostar back from Australia. No, I didn't have to get the Eurostar back from Australia. I'm nearly recovered. I don't know why, but I'm suffering from these terrible jet lagging moments. And even right now, as I'm talking to you, I could have a chance of... <laughs> Wake up! Grax! Hello, welcome to the RG Podcast episode oh, 23. No, what? not again. <laughs> what? Andy, right, if, if he does that again, what you got to do is get some warm water, Right. put his hand, put like his fingers in it, and then piss on him. <laughs> That's what you got to do if he falls asleep again. <laughs> okay. Man... You've pulled that uh, trip before, haven't you, Michael Bell? Yes, I have. I can't think of anyone Michael Bell hasn't pissed on at some point. Yeah, but Australia as a whole, Australia is a really nice place. It was good, and uh, out of ten, would you give it? Would you give it one? Three. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Sydney? Uh, yeah, well, we're talking about Sydney. It's a fantastic little city. Which what, is what was your What was your best bit? Manly Beach. What? Why? Why? Well, because... Did you get your pecs out? Of course, I did. But Manly Beach is one, definitely one of the best bits. There's not much to Manly Beach, though. You just <laughs> Manly, turn up... Manly Beach! <laughs> and that's the thing is, it actually got its name because when men. foreigners invaded Australia many, many, many centuries ago, like two of them, they actually saw these Manly natives, people who were, like, topless and strong and buff, and they thought, you know what? They need a beach. They need They a need beach. a beach. When, yeah. you, when you said when they invented, invaded Australia, do you mean when Aborigines, who owned the land, got brutally and royally attacked and just decimated by the white man? <laughs> Honor yes. and turf. Is that what you mean when you said invaded by him? <laughs> okay, right. So some... Yes, I did. One of the things I managed to do in Sydney was to walk around and actually did get to see the Opera House. And let me tell you one thing, my friends. It's not as big as you think it is. How big is it? It's about... I mean, you can walk around the whole thing in about three minutes. That's how small it is. It's impressive, what? but it's no not way. big. No way. It's pretty impressive how they managed to host, host entire opera shows inside there. But, yeah. Oh, like, it's all CGI know. these days. There's, only one, there's, one, there's one lad with a triangle. That's it. And a green screen. Yeah. But the one cool thing about the trip was there was a show called Vivid, which is uh, an annual event. What they do is they have all these lights 
being projected onto buildings like the opera, uh, the Sydney Opera House. And... Oh, it's just a it's just a rip off of the Blackpool Illuminations. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, nonetheless. They shone light on the Opera House, and it was changing the fins to be different things from. Uh, Buses being thrown across the sky and changing of skin textures from to tiles to snake to tigers and all that kind of stuff. And the universe being expanded. It was very, very impressive. Run around, you run sure around you weren't off your tits? Are you sure? It does sound like you've had a bad trip. Really? Man, it's just that I don't think anyone slipped me anything, but I did look away cock. from my pint glass. Yeah, they slipped a cock in my pint glass and <laughs> one thing led to another. That was for Teresa. <laughs> it's a go-to place. <laughs> but you see, back in Blighty, I saw something equally as, as horrific, beautiful and, and glorious. Oh, what did you see, Michael Bell? Well, I commute on the train to work every day. Oh, was mm-hmm. she on the train again? And not this one, no. Oh, but, uh, and on the train, there's lots of college people going to college and sixth form people. That's what they college. do. And I saw on the one stop, a bunch of college kids getting off. Uh, and... I saw one girl who, when she gets to the legal age of 18, can, could be considered very pretty, but she's clearly not. So at the moment, she's just a blob of matter. So she's potential. Mass. At 18, she'll be considered very pretty, but at 16, I couldn't possibly say. And, Speculatively, um, she could be good. Oh, okay, all right. In the future, she could be considered she attractive. could be brilliant. Wow. Yeah. And she goes and calls this lad out who's in the lad group. La- Oi, lad! Who's in the girl group. Like that. That's how, they, that's how we talk, and that, that's called um, All right, lad. flirting in, in the Midlands. All right. And so she shouts to this lad who's in the lad group, to, and she beckons him into the girl group. And so she goes in to give him a hug, and the boy looks delighted. He looks thrilled by this, okay. by this, you know, as you, as, attra- as you attractive would. girl as you... uh, about to get a hug off her. Text and she like, gives him a big smile and goes in for the hug. Yep. And she's gone in for the hug, so they've got the arm embracing, 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 and she knees him in the balls. <laughs> now, there is a lesson for life, sir. Women are brilliant and terrible at exactly the same time. Was Learn it? that now. Was Learn it? that at 14, 15, 16, however old you are, and that was an important life lesson for the future. So, all in all, Australia, I really liked her. Sydney is kind of like a London was full of hills, and Sydney is clearly where all the pretty people are. They all migrate and go out and do their cool, trendy things. But there's one mm. thing about Australia which I find a little bit peculiar. Talk to me. It's daytime television. Daytime television. What have you do watching TV? Well, there's no Wi-Fi. What else is he going to do? Exactly. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, you're not going to go outside, are you? Yeah. But daytime television, it's weird. And the reason it's just so tacky, it's so Americanized. And I thought our daytime TV in Britain was bad. But this is oh, like blighty work. daytime television. Well, it's not oh. for a bit of cash in the attic. I'll tell you that. For don't, get, don't get Dom, get Dom. Oh, oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hunniford. Anything Hunniford does. Gold. Gold. It really is gold, especially compared to Australia. Daytime TV. Philip Schofield, Holly Willoughby are absolute geniuses compared to these guys. It's just so false sure and Americanized and low budget and none of the things to talk about is interesting. But the one thing that really struck me was their product placement but it was it wasn't cut away to this commercial break it was literally okay let's talk to steve right now cut to the studio i am steve i'm talking to this old lady so old lady you've been doing this thing for a long long time <laughs> yes been, infamous, sorry, infamous. sorry old lady you've been not dead for 78 years <laughs> yes <laughs> this is true I've how not did been you do dead this for... what's the secret <laughs> looking straight into his face 
Old Stoneface. Well, I've had lots of help with this fantastic insurance company called Old Biddy's Insurance. Wow. Really, Old Biddy's Insurance. So, how does that work? Well, she's looking straight at the guy. It's it's a fantastic service which works for a whole entire range, and they banter back and forth for five minutes with the product and the phone number on the screen. Dude, you're you're watching infomercials. It's was it like? Was there ladies in sports bras doing, you know, gymnastics and stuff like this, and then the, the then the dude comes and walks in? I can't believe you got abs in thirty seconds. What abs in thirty seconds, Michael Bell? Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, abs in thirty seconds. Oh my god, your abs are so fine. I used to look like this. Cut to a man who's twenty-two stone and has, you know, no hair whatsoever. Then six weeks later, after using this jumpy thing, he's got abs and a full, full, full head of hair ah, and a girlfriend and a new house. Jumpy and thing a, and a and a solid gold car. Jumpy thing for people that like to jump in things. Yeah, yeah you've been watching. You've been watching the infomercials, mate. You've not been watching proper telly. So basically, you're saying I did it all the holiday completely wrong, and I wasted all that time watching. You did it your way. The RG well. podcast recommends you do not do it, Greg. This way. <coughs> oh, fucking hell! Sorry, Tem- Tempe. <laughs> yes, yes, that was that was Tempe, but I was dying, so it's fine. Tempe. Okay, well, um. Okay. So that was Greg's this week, Michael Bell. Yeah, Michael Bell. What have you been up to for the last week, which I have been gone? Went to Birmingham with a dolly bird. Went to Birmingham. With, with a dolly bird, you know, blonde, big busters, you know, the works. Uh, she is a doctor, so, you know, technically I should be more respectful, but meh. And, Brains and um, boobs, is that what you're trying to uh, say? Yeah. Girls can be doctors now, but no, madness. And um, so, but she was on call while we were doing the shopping. So um, we were going out, we were going around, I was buying some DVDs and stuff and whatever. And, um, and and about four o'clock or so, she got uh, uh, she got like a page, yeah, pager through saying she had to go to the hospital because <coughs> there was a thing. There was a thing. Cold feet. So so we went over, to, went to the hospital, sort of help. And um, was it happy? So basically, this <laughs> it was quite a funny injury, if that's such a thing. She went she went <laughs> in, and this guy had injured uh, his his cock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that ten p? I know for the for the sake of the story, that's, it has to be said. That's medical science, isn't it? I should get ten p yeah, back for that. It's, it's, it actually is a penis. Yeah. Right. You can take ten p out of the pot. Take a ten p back, Grex. Yeah. So he'd he'd injured his willy, and uh, he'd had quite quite a severe cut on it. Oh. But until because he needed stitches. And From stuff, what? Until, From what? Well, did this. I'm going to get to this. Oh, sorry. But so he'd had quite a severe cut on it on his willy, Ooh. and um, until the the. Surgeons could come to like do some stitches and whatever. So they needed a doctor to sit there and apply pressure to it. A doctor? Uh, yeah. Uh, why I not? Know, ridiculous. Why not like a nurse or a you know a, a porter? Well, she's a student doctor, so I guess they've got to do all the rubbish jobs. Okay, that is so, pretty um, vi- bloody horrible. Yeah. So she's got to be there, just applying pressure to this to this penis, penis, until it stops bleeding. Now. <laughs> Now this was really kind of conflicting because. Hold on, were you there like, as well? Obviously, I, yeah, I was there because I was I was hanging out with her. In the cubicle. And she, uh, <laughs> was, we were hanging out for the day and stuff, and she'd on call, and this was her job, and then she could go out and you know have the have the rest of the weekend off. But so she's like holding on to applying pressure to this poor sod, and he's obviously cut himself quite severely. <laughs> and it's like, oh god, that's horrible, and you know, obviously it, it, horrendous. But part of me, she's very pretty and very attractive, so part of me did think, oh, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> 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 Mike cuts his penis. <laughs> But the guy's excuse was, yeah, it was comprehensive, yeah. comprehensive and exceptional. Okay, was he a vicar? No. Was he a? He was just a du- just a dude. Just a guy. Was he a young just guy? A dude. 
It was it was probably early thirties. Was he reasonably attractive? I don't really rate guys. Moving on. I have to say this that's a pretty lucky guy. I have to agree. Having some attractive doctor lady holding onto your willy as his uh, springing a leak as there, well. There was blood seeping out, to be fair. Just Greg's like medical term out, you know. Springing a leak. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit unfortunate. It's, it's fortunate and unfortunate. We struck oil! <laughs> oh, it's human fracking. <laughs> I think that's what got the, got the poor son into trouble. <laughs> I imagine he's quite lucky, because if you think about it, he can't get an erection because all the blood's spurting out. Oh man, if he tried to get an erection, he might be like twice or thrice the amount of blood gushing everywhere. <laughs> oh dear. Well, this, this is the problem you face. You so know. what What was the prognosis? How did he manage it? Well, this, like I say, it was comprehensive and exceptional. Right. He was on a train, opening a can of Coke. Some fucking girl, need him in the nads. No. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but so he's on the train, opening a can of Coke, but he didn't, you know, a can of Coke can be noisy. Oh my god, no. No. So he, so he put no. it down below to right. co- kind of cover up the noise, so it was a noise defender. He kind of put it as low as he could, and then the the little ring pull was a bit tricky. It was a bit, you know, a bit dicky. <laughs> hey, that was a bad turn of phrase, wasn't it? Was, um, I'll let that one pass. So, so he's like, he's trying to kind of go on this ring pull, and he's he's got it low because he doesn't want to make a noise, and he just opens a can of coke, and it just splits and slices his willy. It's uh, poor Willie's in tatters, bless it. Why wasn't it, he wearing any trousers or underwear? That's the obvious question. This is what I put put to my doctor friend once she told me the story. But um, yeah, so she has just had to accept it. There's, you know? there's, there's a few <laughs> gaps in this one. There's quite well. There was as well. I, well then that's why I stitched him up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, and it was just quite a. Oh, hmm. that is horrific. So, so that was that was a story about a lad's willy and tatters. So this week, uh, I, well, I say a lady talking to me. Actually, it's not quite the same. Um, there was a bit of a shindig at Shez, uh, Shez RGHQ this week. No, oh, right. Where was our mm-hmm. invite? I wasn't even invited, mate. Um, mm. <laughs> so, oh. so there's not really a, in, you know, a shindig at no, it's, RGRQ. It was just your, your housemates had a party. Yeah. So Saturday night, I'm doing the edit of episode 22. Late, quite late night. So you know they're making a racket and having oh oh po- popular. Ooh. Who likes to rock the party? Yeah, RG it, likes to rock the party. That's right. I didn't go to a gathering with lots of actual ladies. I I edited the podcast. And what a job you did! Well done. Thank you. Give them two claps. Beautiful. Um. So anyway, I don't know. I went to bed about one in the morning, and. I don't know, it must have been about 2am. And I'm a bit, I'm, a, I'm basically asleep. And someone walks into my room. <gasps> nice! Now, you guys have both been to, to my pad. Uh, so have. my room is next yes. to the downstairs toilet. This is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so this, That's where it lives. It is. So the door opens, and immediately, if you're in your bedroom asleep, or mainly asleep, your door opens. You <gasps> you're fucking, tossing and turning. Half. I don't know, if you've ever been disturbed in the middle of the night, you know, it's one of those moments where you go bolt upright. You know, if someone opens your door and you're sleeping, you're like, what the fuck is that? Hmm. You kind of, so I'm like, fucking hell. Um, this girl, she, she walks in. Nice. Yeah, that, uh, so I pop the light on. Ooh. Like, uh, hi, you're right. Um, uh, she says, you know, she says, oh, hi. A bit awkward. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, you're obviously... What, what, what were you wearing at this point? Uh, I was in bed, so bed. Do you, do you go top top for bed or not? 
Uh, it was quite warm on the weekend, so no, no, I was pretty. No, um, so you're top, you're topless, and the girl walks into your room. Yep, topless. A bit, a bit, a bit drunk. She got the whole chopstick. Perfect mm-hmm. scenario. So she walks in. I'm like, oh, oh, you're right. Um, she's like, hi, yeah. I was like, um, I presume you're looking for the toilet, and and she's sort of quipped. <laughs> she's this is word for word. She says, well, uh, maybe I'm not. Oh Ooh. yeah. To which I replied, no, you you probably are. It's uh, next door. Night. <laughs> that's it. I'm sorry. What? Oh. She went off and went to the toilet. You no, no, no. Back up, back up. What, what happened again? <laughs> so, right, Grax, Grax. Are we doing role, role play? Pl- let's role play. We're doing role play. Okay. Right, okay. So, I am the. You the girl. Oh, no, I'm not the girl. Grax can be the girl. Oh. I'll be the girl. His name starts with, his game, his name starts with G. That's like right. Girl. That makes sense. Okay. I will, I will be the curator of the events. So. Uh, the, the, the narrator. Scene is this. Narrator. Girl. You're the narrator. Yes, that's the one. I'll be the narrator. I'll, I will be the narrator. Okay. Of events here. So the girl's a little bit drunk. She's at a party. Oh. It's obviously a bit. It's obviously a bit dull. But it's it's two in the morning. She doesn't want to get. There's, you don't want to get a night bus at two in the morning. She'll probably get stabbed. So she's looking for a bed for the night. Oh right, no. Bit drunk. <laughs> okay. So that, that's that's your and your motivation. So your motivation, Grax, as as girl, yes. is to be somewhere to sleep for the night. Yes. And, uh, a, bit, and a bit drunk. And a bit drunk. And attractive. And attractive. I'll do my best. Andy, your role for this is to be a bit sleepy. Yep. But not a total idiot. Mm, not sure I okay. can pull that one off, but all right. And scene. <gasps> oh my god. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Uh, can I help you? Yeah, Sugar Plum, I, I need to use the toilet. <laughs> okay, I think you're looking. F- so you're looking for the toilet? Yeah, it's not in here. It's it's, it's next door. Oh, or maybe I I don't need the toilet, honey. Maybe I need something else. Mm, Wink. No. Wink. You, 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 you. It looks like you need a shit, love. more sexy. (laughs) Oh, darling! It don't half look like you need a dump. It's next door. Pop it out. Pop back in, and we'll have some. We'll crack on, love. We'll crack on. Why don't we just skip? skip, Let's just skip the middle man and just go straight into it. I'll take a dump on your chest. Does that do it for you? Jizz, 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 and scene. That's pretty much how it could have gone, Andy. If well, you I could have had close. someone yep. take a dump on my chest. Yes. Yeah, baby. I, I prefer to send her packing, to be honest. I don't know. What was I she, thinking? She was, she was packing heat What was I genuinely thinking? She gave me the best come online I've heard ever, literally, sadly. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, just go. Just go. Just go next door. <laughs> So alone. I've said it before so, and I'll say it again. Andy can't close. Can't, can't freaking open either. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Shall we crack on with RG Nation? We are, we are. We are. The RG Nation. We are, we are. We are. The RG Nation. Yeah, that was pretty good. So. What is our list of royal subjects this week? Andy, do the admin. 
Right. Well, first of all, King Bell. Yes. The Royal Ding. Uh, I think we need to have a little chat about Grax. Okay. Yep. I was. I was uh, I expecting now? this. I was expecting this yeah. to happen. Now well, you we you demoted him, obviously. Rightly so. He abandoned us at our time of need. Are you can going to consider uh, his? Well, firstly, shall we? At the at the moment, he's not living in a house. He's in a mud pit. Shall we listen to Grax's plea? Look, in my defence, I was in the future. I was in the future. Mm. What could I have done? By your own accord, though. You weren't. You weren't stolen. Forced. You weren't, you weren't taken. Even... You you happily bought and paid for this trip. Yep. You didn't really promote the nation. Uh, or, or RG. Hey, I, business cards, I gave out three. Andy, I, you do all the admin. How many hits from Australia did we have in the three weeks Grax was away? We, well, we did gain three Australian followers. Three out of two weeks in Four. Australia. Not really good. And one of them would have been Grax. What, Grax followed us from Australia? Yeah. No, 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 no I'm not talking about listeners. I'm talking about actual followers oh, okay. on Twitter. Um, three Australians, okay. <clears throat> two weeks... I don't know. So you did you yeah, did do that di- very good thing on the beach. That is that is that's the your saving grace for doing the RG sign Thank on you. the beach. Yeah. Um I would just like to say in the last week we haven't had any new Australian listeners. So Fuck Tempe. Big Tempe, that one. Mm, that was Call it like 20. a really big Tempe one you, you drew yourself. In the last two weeks our top city has been Edinburgh, fifty five hits. Oh really? We've had we've had new new hits from New Zealand. Well, that, that means uh, Dirk Sanchez, you know, the farmer of new soil. He's doing his has, he's has doing farmed. his job. So you know, Dirk should get an upgrade. Yeah, he'll get an upgrade to foreign PR. Foreign PR, Dirk Sanchez. Okay, the RG Nation at Beerhund, the uh, official brewer. Yes. Of the nation. Lovely chaps. Uh, this week's brew. This week's brew from the Beerhund Brewery is is called Accidental BNP. It's an 8% black lager. Accepted. The king doth stamp mm-hmm. it. I'll give you my royal appro- approval. Fantastic. Um, at uh, Hornblower72 would like to become Minister of Propaganda. Uh, I don't really need that. No? No. Well, actually, again, it's that's quite an important job. So... What, you spreading need, bullshit? Yeah, you need tempo. You need... Um, you need to serve an apprenticeship to prove you can. Make up five rumours for us, and uh, if they're any good, then then we'll accept you. as. Yes, that's a, the king has laid down a challenge. So, at Hornblower72. I like a good conspiracy theory. If you could present five rumours, uh, hashtag them RG Podcast or hashtag RG Nation, and we'll uh, give you an upgrade if you can pop some propaganda if you, if you out there. pass now. the test. So, at Boy mm-hmm. has been in touch. Now, he sent a few photos through this week. He did. I saw these. So we've got Brian, who looks like a bit of a cow, would you say? Brian a cow? I would say it's a cow, yeah. Um, and we also had a monkey, I think. King's monkey. King's monkey, yep. The, the monkey's been promoted. Yep. So we've got Eric the monkey. Who will now be Chris and Bubbles. Um, so Eric would like to, or Bubbles, would like to be chief librarian. Done. And Brian the cow would like to be in charge of condiments. He's our he's our uh, best milker. Best milker, so not quite condiments, but well, milk could be a condiment if you're eating biscuits. Could be. It's not. No, it's not. No. It's just, it's... Uh, condiments. We do need a condiment, chef. 
We do need yeah. a yeah. Condom. Yeah, I over over him, sir. <laughs> Tempe. Condom's not a swear word. Tempe. It's a product. Tempe. It's a thing you put around your penis whilst you put it inside a vagina. Tempe. I'll give you Tempe sunshine. You're about yes, a pound, please. You're about fifty, so stack them up. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we know we need a condiment, chef. So I overall myself. Yeah, you can be. Eric and Brian, mm-hmm. welcome to the nation. But oh, actually, oh, we'll give him a uh, give him a task. Actually, put him to test straight away. Get him grafting. So right, I am I am eating. What about inventing um, a sauce? What what food can I eat? Let's. I'm going to test him. Well, you're vegetarian, so there's not a lot. Potato wedges. Which sauce do you go for? Which is your condiment? Oh, mm. potato wedges. That's a good Because there's test. lots of different choices it you can is. go down. There's lots of different routes. At Crossboy, the king doth demand that Brian sends us his top condiment selection potato for wedges. potato wedges. Hashtag those RG podcast or hashtag RG nation. And that rounds up this week's RG nation. I'm, I'm getting all confused with... We've been doing this for six weeks now. So we've got so many people who wanted to join our RG Nation. I, I, I'm, I've been struggling. Even as, I'm struggling even as king, I am struggling demand. to remember who I, who I deemed worthy of being in the nation. We need a map. A map? Uh, a Game of Thrones-style map. Oh, I like that idea. Well, mm. the thing is, we just need some way to document all the names and of the people who are in our RG Nation. And yes. what decisions and, and they actually take. And shops and uh, job roles. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, we need something. I mean, the, our website, rgproductions.com, we, we, we have the capabilities of adding new pages and we can actually just list everyone. And everyone can actually see the names and then we can see the job titles. But well, that's what I think. I can easily knock something up like that. I think that's a great I, idea. I, I, think think we should, I think we make it as a Facebook page. Really? A Facebook page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see the benefits of both. Well, let's put it put it to the public. What do people want? If you want to be, if you want to see what you are in a nation, and you want to communicate and have a little bit of networking through and the nation, would you rather have it a designated page on the RG website or as a Facebook page? Or, or is there a third option? Is there a third possibility to can uh, keep the RG Nation going as as like a forum? But if know. you really love us, you'll get RG Nation tattooed on your face. Wow, that's dedication. Fuck. Dedication for the nation. Another rhyme. Exactly. So you got to do it now. So yeah, guys, we, we, we love your uh, feedback, any thoughts, anything. Thank you so much. Fantastic. That rounds up this week's RG Nation. We are, we are. The RG Nation. We are, we are. Hashtag bacon. Next. News. News. In it. Crafty crook caught out by paper trail. Was he dropping bits? Of, was he dropping bits of paper on his way, like Hansel and Gretel, but cheap? Yeah, really horrible. <laughs> this is from the Scarborough News. Scarborough Fair. Uh, absolutely, Scarborough Fair. A scam artist was snared by CCTV after pretending to pay for a bottle of water with a piece of paper. I know this is going to cost me ten p, but the bastard. Ten p. Yeah. What? How? I don't understand. He. How did this happen? Here we go. Name and shame. Crafty. Hmm, not so sure. Kieran Cassidy. Kind of. That's a rubbish name. I like the alliteration though. Mm. Tried to fleece a supermarket out of a fiver by attempting to pass a piece of paper off as cash. 
Then complaining, the self-service machine had swallowed the tender. <laughs> was it Monopoly money? <laughs> no, no, this guy, right, he's basically, he's gone up to, he's bought a bottle of water for £1.25. Healthy lifestyle, nice to see. Okay, yeah. You need your two litres a day. Bottle of mineral water, £1.25. That's already a criminal act, to be fair. That is expensive. I'm with him on this one. And for Scarborough as well, jeez. The, so the cheeky crook uh, went up to the self-serve, mm-hmm. went up to the self-serve, went boop. That's, scanned how, it, that's his, how you do it. Text, textbook self-serving that. Textbook self-serve. I mean, why, why waste a habit of a lifetime? So, boop. That was a wank joke, Tempe. Brilliant. He's, he's, boop. He's done that. Boop. Uh, and he's tried to put a piece of paper in instead of a £5 note. And the machine swallowed the piece of paper. And then he's basically turned to the staff and said, it's not giving me any change. Where's my £3.75? And the staff believed him. <laughs> I don't know who's in the blame there, him for, you know, thinking on his feet, or the staff for being idiots. So the staff gave him £3.75, um, and then someone checked, this is Tesco by the way, and then someone checked... Don't advertise um, them. Sorry. Other supermarkets are available. Thank you. So, um, <clears throat> someone checked the CCTV afterwards, because he looked a bit dodgy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and for some reason had paper everywhere. <laughs> no, and discovered, and this is it, this is the quote. After watching back footage of him fondling around the checkout, uh, he admitted fraud when he appeared before Scarborough magistrates. <laughs> <laughs> he appeared and said, yeah, I did it, and that was one hell of a scheme. It could have worked too if it wasn't to that pesky kids. So, Those pesky CCTV guys. So Scar- Scarborough Ma- magistrates sounds like some sort of uh, improv club. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the stage, the Scarborough magistrates. <laughs> uh, I need a place. <laughs> the, court, the courthouse right I need a motivation <laughs> I've been nicked <laughs> judge anyway so um, he had to pay back some money rightly so <laughs> so he ended up this is again from the paper tattoo and now for some reason they've mentioned he's got tattoos so this is tattooed Kieran Cassidy not, no, not, so work. No. not as good as uh, crafty Kieran Cassidy. Yeah, that's much better. Whom the court heard receives benefits. Mm. Ah, he's a wrong one then. Well, could be friends with. Ended up paying heavily for the one pound twenty-five bottle of water. He was fined thirty-five pounds. He was ordered to pay eighty-five pound costs and a twenty-pound surcharge. Beep. He also had to pay five pounds in compensation to Tesco with the bench warning him not to bury his head in the sand with his outstanding money. (laughs) But despite being hit in the pocket, uh, Kieran Cassidy, tattooed Kieran Cassidy on benefits, seemed relatively pleased with his sentence, shouting, Nice one, Marcus! to his solicitor as he left court. (laughs) He actually said that. Nice one, Marcus. That's a quote. He said... After being fined, like, I don't know, 125 quid or whatever, he went, nice one, Marcus, as he left. <laughs> so if you'd like a, a solicitor in Scarborough, uh, just, just go for just Marcus. Just go for Marcus. But Marcus, yeah. Marcus actually, <laughs> he's actually really good because he, you know, on the way, tattooed on benefits, Kieran Cassidy killed like seven people and, yeah. pu- and punched a painter in the face. Oh, more alliteration. Beautiful, beautiful. So in the end, that bottle of water, which he tried to get for free, £1.20-something, cost him 130 quid about that yeah that's not a very clever criminal some might say no not discluding the uh, five pound conversation you had to pay to tesco every little helps every little helps there we go um 
I also have Woman Dials 999 over Raoul over Ice Cream Sprinkles. Yeah, I heard this. This was actually mainstream. This like, was pro- like proper the fourth news. most read story of the day on BBC. Police have released a recording of a woman who dialed 999 to request help in a row over the number of sprinkles on her ice cream. A, a worthy cause for the, the helpline, 999, of course. People are idiots, aren't they? Yes, I'm afraid so, Michael. You see, all, the, all this kind of, you know, police work and stuff, it's, I've kind of been doing a bit of police and a bit of spying this week. Oh, hello. Yeah, at work, uh, at the school, we've become in the office a little bit suspicious. And it's kind of like, uh, we've, we've been noticing a trend for a few children. They've been sort of leaving early on a Friday for very kind of weak excuses, and then not coming back on Monday and calling in sick. So I've had to go, you know, in the office, it's kind of been like, you know, I've got my, I've got my, my manager there, the head, you know. It's a big smoky room. You know, I don't care. He's a maverick, but he gets results. You know, and <laughs> I've had to Bell go... investigates. Bell investigates. And they've kind of gone and asked me to kind of uh, interrogate some of these children to find out what they've been doing. Have they been ill or have they been going on holiday? Because, like, one of the excuses we got for why they were sick on the Monday is they got some eye drops on the, on the Saturday. And then on the excuse on Monday for why they were late or for why they didn't turn up is that they had diarrhea. So where are you putting these drops? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> And Just imagine where they're putting the drops. <laughs> where were you thinking, Grex? The only logical place. Eyes? Yes. Good. <laughs> and, so, and there's like another one. There's another one who uh, came back. Sorry, hold on. Mike investigates. So, so I kind of figured out this one. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't believe them. You know, they, they, the excuses, they, they didn't match the fit. You know, if you had stuck with it, Jippy tummy on Friday, diarrhea on Monday. I could, I could give you that. You know, stick to. This is the problem. They get cocky. They think right. they can get away with it. So this happened, and then on the Tuesday when it came back, I went and just spoke to the child and like, you know, so uh, you feeling better? And quite... Hold on, did you give them the old Inquisition? Did you get, did you get like the light out? Put them in a dark, put them yep. in a dark room yep. with a desk. Yeah. Spotlight. I got some hired goons to bring them to the interrogation room. Nice. This is how. This is schooling. This is proper yeah. schooling. And you know, sort of sitting them down, offered them a glass of water. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, play, I'm playing both good cop, good cop and bad cop in this role. You've got the skills. You've yeah. got the skills. So, uh, six-year-old, how are you feeling? I'm all right. Well, you sound quite. You sound quite perky there for someone who's been ill all weekend. I'd buy all right. I mean, I'm not well. And um, that little. Legoland sticker you're wearing on your jumper there. How did you come about that? eBay. eBay, is that right? I don't believe you. Mum's eBay. I don't believe... I th- I put it to you, sir. Yeah? You left at lunchtime on Friday. There was nothing wrong with you. There was no doctor's appointment. There was no eye drops. Confess! You went away in your car. Your mum and dad drove you down to Legoland. You had a great weekend there and you thought, hey... This has been a good weekend. We've got away. We've got away on the Friday afternoon. We've got away with this crime. I like it so much. I'm going to stay another day. And they stayed for the Monday and came back Monday night. And that's why I put it to you that you have a Lego sticker on your jumper on a Tuesday. And there was no diarrhea. Clean bowels the entire weekend for all you and your family. But they've got a really nice hotel. They've got a really nice hotel. I've put away another case. Six years <laughs> in prison that kid's got. Wow, one for every year on the planet. Yeah. Case closed. That's a system. And that's me being a spy this week. There you go. Mike's, 
Mike's I spy with my little Mike spies on the kids. Not at all sinister. That's the end of this week's news. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of Texas, the psychicos. He knows what your pets are thinking. Okay, a brand new story from Texas, the psychicos. Let's get straight into it. Beautiful. This letter comes in from Julie Renton, 45 Haddington East Lothian. 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 Great start. Great start. Yes. Dear Texas, Julie says, <laughs> Dear Texas, oh, my four-year-old dog, Ozzy, is always chewing his paw. He'll nibble his nail beds in between his toes and even his paw pads. The vet said he might have an allergy and has recommended changing his food, but it hasn't helped. Now I'm worried it's the result of stress. Ooh, stressed out dog. A stressed out dog chewing all his body parts. So he's chewing its hands... Yep. Chewing, chewing his, his fingers, chewing his nails, and the vet <laughs> has come up little, with some solution. His little doggy fingers. Now, the vet who's gone through what? Would you say, Michael Bell, about seven or eight years of training? Oh, easily, yeah. Easy, maybe ten years of training. This is, the th- know, this you- is what they, they, they want in their profession. Years. Now, this vet, the professional, certificate-owning vet, sees a crazy lady from East Lothian. Or West Lothian. One of the Lothians. There's two. So she's she's from left or right Lothian. Mm-hmm. Brings in a dog. Dog's chewing his foot. Vet says, that's what the problem is. I've diagnosed your dog as ill. Woman says then, nah, I'm not taking it. I'm going to go to a psychic horse. I could just go to a psychic horse. Why did yeah. you go to the fucking psychic horse in the first place? Tempe. Thank you. I know. Just cut out the middleman, right? Absolutely. Unfortunately, fortunately, Texas... Has looked into the problem and he comes up with a reply. Texas says, Ozzy tells me he's nervous about bumping into the dog that attacked him. What? Wait, what? Hold on. The, hold on. But where's the dog come from? Where's this attack come from? I, it wasn't in the letter. So, how did Texas get this information out? Texas knows. Has he been delving into his private files? <sighs> I don't how know. Do we know this, this, is, this is a data protection issue here. I know. Well, maybe it's the freedom of information. He, Texas has made a request. So who, what, to to the the doggy the doggy council? That's right. For an FOI, brilliant. <laughs> okay. For for Aussie's background and it turns out he's been attacked. And then it goes on to say, but the main source of his stress main. is the oh, main, te- main. Hey, Texas main. has done his own pun. Hey. <laughs> I thought you fell for a pun. You didn't realise. Oh. You, fe- you, fe- you fell at the first money. hurdle. Wee. Uh, <laughs> you can't I go on we... for long. I thought, I thought one week without puns. Was that too much to ask? Damn you, Texas. Nay. Texas has clearly been listening in to the podcast, hasn't he? Because he's chucking his own puns in now. <laughs> he's stealing my gig, eh? <laughs> it's Michael Bell's favourite part of the show, for the time being. Nay. So the. Okay. <laughs> Oh man. So Texas carries on. But the main source of his stress is the pain he's in from nibbling his paw. I sense Ozzy's behaviour is due to an allergy because he tells me his paw feels very itchy. Speak to a homeopath vet. Whoa! 
who what? should be able to help. Cure yourself with water. Yeah. It, as to, in the words of Tim Minchin, yeah. if alternative medicine was proven, it would be medicine. Sorry, I don't believe in that. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, what's happened here is I can see what's happened. Have a if, green tea and put your paws up. If you can picture this scenario, if you can imagine what's happened, I'll try. I'll try. Ozzy's gone to the vet and he's. Come on, paint, paint a picture, gone. Grat. Paint a picture of words. Okay, Ozzy's yes. gone to the vet and the vet has said, right. okay, I've done all these medical tests and I believe you, with my medical expertise that you have an allergy and you recommend changing food. Texas comes and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, English for stop a horse. It is. Whoa. Hey, listen, buddy. You, you may think you may think that you've got all this expertise with being a vet, <laughs> is it? but I'm a fucking horse. Tempe. I'm not just a horse. <laughs> I'm Texas a psychic horse, and I think I know a thing or two about. <laughs> I know a thing or two about animals and how they act. So you just stand over there, buddy. That's you just stand over there and let me analyze this dog, okay, Buster? It sounds to me. I mean, admittedly, I've not had the training Texas has had, or indeed the vet has had. But I've got, I've got a psychology degree, so I'm kind of I'm going to try and use my psychology boots here to understand. The, the dog sounds stressed, <laughs> all right? It's got his illness with the paws. I think it needs to take some time out, get his buddies around, maybe have a game of cards, um, like the painting. Snooker. Like the, like the painting, anybody? Yeah. Being cultured. Um, you don't have to explain that one, but... Yeah, I do. For the listeners, I probably do. Probably not. Okay, I'll do it again then. Hey, Michael Bell. Michael Bell, listen. Listen, buddy. Yeah, just just, just you. You think you've you've got a psychology degree. With all your years of learning and booking. No, 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 mate. You, you know nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking horse. Booking. Booking. It wasn't I, a, I, I'm a psychic it? horse. I know a thing or two about animals. You, you just stand over there, Michael Bell. And let me, let me handle this. All right, lap it up. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Enough. Unbelievable. Ooh. Grax. Yes, we need to talk about what Julie said afterwards. What did, what Julie, did Julie say? say? Well, Julie says... I was worried that it was stress-related because Ozzy was attacked by a dog two years ago. Why didn't you put that in the initial statement? Why? Yeah. Give us... We need the information. No, that is getting in the way of police time and... That's wasting police time. That's practically uh, manslaughter right there, I'm telling you. Julie should be guilty of manslaughter. Gets the wall, Julie. Yes, right. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The king has spoken. Uh, I can't get over that phrase against the wall. It just makes me think of other things. Dogging. Yeah. Yes. The story continues because Ozzy was attacked by a dog two years ago and he still gets nervous when I take him for a walk. I've been unable to find a homeopath vet in my area, so I started cooking him meals from scratch to identify, to try to identify the allergen. That's fucking nuts. Tempe. Well, there's, there isn't a homeopath vet because they don't exist. Ex- yeah. Thanks. I saved you from yourself there. You did. However, I've already noticed an improvement in this behaviour. Thanks for your advice, Texas. Didn't Idiot. give any advice. Oh, oh. Idiot. Texas didn't give any advice, did he? He made he a did statement. nothing. He, he just gilded the lily by bringing someone else up and saying it was depression. Yeah, just... Um, oh. Which the vet pointed out earlier on that there's an So basically, you know, the, the, the story of this is if your animal's a bit, you know... Take it to the vet. Take it to the vet or put it in a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the lesson we can gather from all. Another case closed. Yeah. And that's the end of that chapter. 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you do wish to contact Texas Psychic Horse on the medium of Twitter, because he's got massive hoofs Me. And, and a massive Twitter phone, um, it's at Texas Tech Psychic Horse, basically. Yeah, absolutely. He knows what your pets are thinking. He knows what your pets are thinking. And he's just as qualified as a veterinarian who's been studying the arts for years. Or a hippie lady just puts water on you. Or a hippie lady is just as qualified. Okay. Burning questions, burning Burning questions. Burning questions, burning questions, burning, burning questions, burning, burning questions, burning, burning questions, burning, burning questions, burning questions, burning questions. I miss the days where it was just like burning questions. I miss those days. Those days are gone. Tough shit. Coming on to the future, and the future is now, and people can submit their burning questions right now, or maybe after you listen to this episode. And you could do that by going to our Twitter account, RGProd, with the hashtag burning questions, and we will listen and we will read every single one of them. And it might sound a little bit something like this. At peace one day. I'm on fire. How do I put myself out? Hashtag burning questions. Whoa, I am on fire. Just put yourself out. Stop, drop, and roll on a donut. Yes, yes. Stop, drop, and roll, and yes, blankets. Put, get, or get a fire blanket. Safety first. Yeah. Oh, actual advice. Okay, yeah. Um, and and then go under a table where you would avoid a holocaust. Yeah, less be less flammable. Yeah, yeah. Be be ninety percent less flammable. At least stop showering in gasoline. And then going to have a cigarette. Oh, who buys gasoline? It's petrol. Petrol. Stop making your coat out of fire lighters. I know you think it looks cool and trendy, but no. Oh, you've been stealing them from garage forecourts again, have you? Yeah. yeah. At peas one day. Is that what you've been up to, is it? I like the little bits of lumber, you know. If we've told you once, we've told you once. Stop it. Excellent. At Zico. This is um, go, Zico. Go, go, go. Why do birds suddenly appear every time they are near? Just like me, they long to be... In, in the toilet because they, they really gotta go so badly you don't even know. At Chatty Ian, do bananas feel inadequate when they're put next to cucumbers in a trolley? Hashtag burning questions. Do you reckon they're rivals? I don't know. I've seen some big bananas in my day and I think, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Favourite thing you've ever said. <laughs> I've seen some big bananas in my day. My day as well. You were so honestly just... put as well. <laughs> so nonchalantly. I've seen some big bananas, let me tell you. All oh, gather around, I'll tell you a tale. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think bananas have so much variety that it can make anyone happy. Whilst a cucumber, it's 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 pretty static. It's pretty long and or short. <laughs> long and static sounds familiar to me. Mm. I don't know. What do you think, Michael Bell? Um, I don't think they'd ever meet in in nature. They're on what? different sides of the supermarket. I'm Whoa, not entirely sure. I, ne- I mean, I'm not. I don't think they'd meet. Uh, at which of science? Why does it always rain on me? Hashtag burning questions. You know why? Is it because she lied when she was seventeen? Kind of. No, no. It's because she emits so much humid, moist air that all the moisture goes above her and. It- in a cloud 
in a cold, condensating manner, which forms a rain cloud in her hair, which raises, always rain down water. Why was that so hard to say? I don't know. <laughs> it's because she's a witch. It's because uh, she's a witch. Yeah. That's why. Also, if this is a repeated pattern, take a bloody coat, love. Take a cagoule. Yeah, hood. Sort your life out. Uh, umbrella. Uh, at, <laughs> SRT. Um, this is at E-S-A-R-T-Y. It's pronounced S-R-T. So it's at S-R-T. Am I the only one who always needs a poo after I've had a shower? I'm sure there's been times where I've needed to t- do a toilet after I've showered, but uh, I, have you ever... I, I don't have a chart, you see, so I don't know. You don't have a ch- what? I don't have a chart that correlates between my showers and, and toilets. And shit it up. So, um, you, you poo in the bath. Is that what you're trying to say, Michael Bell? Oh, I don't bath. I shower. Yeah, I shower, Grex. Have you ever pooed in the shower, Grex? No, I've never pooed in the shower. Have you ever pooed in the bath? Bath. When I was very, very young. Uh, Still counts. Still counts. Yeah, it goes into a permanent record. Ever, ever, ever pooed in the swimming pool? Have you pooed? Have you, about well, it? that is a burning question right there. Um, <laughs> have you pooed in wa- no. any form of water? It can be the yeah. sink, swimming pool. Uh, car wash. <laughs> car wash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was Greg's... really unfortunate that one time, man. Grax is shitting at the car wash, yeah. There you go. Um, SRT, I don't, I don't, I don't fall know. into the I same situation, goes, mate. I'm a fret. Consult your I local vet. Got... Yeah, pop down to Texas. <laughs> you might have to sort you out on that one. Yeah, he's more um, qualified than a veterinarian. Uh, beer Hund. At Beer Hund. Can I have it back, please? Hashtag no! I need uh, it. Grant Harwood. Gil for my land. No! Can you cry underwater? Hashtag burning questions. There's only one way to find out. Grant. Pop your head uh, under the tap. And do, and a, do cry. a cry. Probably use or, the hot tap. Wait, okay. We got this. Michael Bell, yep. me. We'll grab him. Put him head in the toilet. Like toilet, give him a swirly. See what happens. Actually, you're being promoted in the nation for that idea. Hold on, what? You are now being science to um, boy servant. Yeah, but he's still in a mud hut, right? Yeah, still in a mud hut. But now he has a, a, a like a little uh, cardboard box for a roof and a post. I like those ideas. So in, like in, the, in the mud hut, promoted to boy servant, but you do have a little tiny cardboard box so you don't get wet on. Excellent. It's the best because if you, if you get wet and you're crying, well, then we'll then we'll read the side. But it's not a load bearing roof, is it? No. So you want to watch out. You want to watch out for There's, that. There's certainly yeah. moist. Craftsboy at Craftsboy. He's got around this week. Dear RG, oh, how, oh, nice. how lovely. Promoted. First time Promoted. Of, um, first... Uh, Captain politeness. Mm, welcome to the nation, Craftsboy. Captain politeness. Dear RG, what happens when uh, Lady Quip at swearing underscore Queen gets complimented? Hashtag burning questions. Her head grows to three times its original size. <laughs> Basically true. She loves being complimented. She's a sweary girl, swearing underscore queen, and she does enjoy a compliment, but she doesn't take them very well. I um I did an interview yesterday with Lady Quip. Oh, I. And I complimented her. Interview, so eh? Hey, hey, Grax, hey, interview. Yeah, yeah. It was in a, it was in, nudge, it was nudge, in a public wink, place. Out yeah. your father. Public place, so. Steady on, chap. Something for the weekend, sir. A little interview for you. Yeah, uh, so it's very entertaining, and it'll be out sometime in early July. Um, cool. 
basically she doesn't take compliments well. So there you go, uh, KG Rowan, Katie Rowan. Um, you should take compliments a bit better in the future. Katie Ping Pong Lady. Absolutely, Lady Quick. I, I think we should uh, give her some compliments right now and so to give her a bit of practice, you know? Like we say things like, you have a wonderful, wonderful smile that makes me smile in retaliation. Retaliation? Fantastic. That's right. Oh, I love this. A smile off. Because <laughs> you've got a great, you've got a great big happy smiley face at the best of times. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Katie, Wait, is this, you, is this me or is it you? Her? You make lovely cake, and it makes me happy. Your turn, Bell. Katie, you smell lovely. No, that's I smell lovely. That's George. Oh, okay. Katie, <laughs> you played ping pong very well. Ah, she does. Oh yeah, that's a good point actually. No, she does. Nice compliment. That's a good compliment. Um, I'll just let you know, Michael Bell, that you're her favourite on the podcast. Oh, I know. Yay. Yes. Hey. Celebration. I didn't cheer. Why am I a favourite? Because you're brilliant. <laughs> Yay. Hey. I need an ego boost. Thank you. See, I give you a compliment, you return it. That's that's just very nice. There we go. Michael Bell's ego inflated to three sizes. That rounds up you... this week's burning question. Burning question. Burning questions! Blah. Of course, uh, and now, as we all know, Michael Bell's favourite section of the show, one of many, it's Mike's poem. This one is dedicated to Ed Sheeran. It's called Ed Goes Pop. Ed was a chirpy sod, always had a grin. He would wink at old ladies, sales, sales assistants, and his best mate Jim. But his sunny disposition got him into trouble one fateful summer's night. He wasn't looking where he's going, and he ran out of sight. Into a time machine and he was eaten by a dinosaur. Silly Ed. Another true story. Mm -hmm. Echoes pop. My heart stopped for a moment there. <laughs> literally it did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I felt weird. You pulled through, Grax. Are you okay? Let me just... Yes, I think I'm okay. We're almost at the end of the show, but we need to tell everybody what's been going on and what is going to happen on the channel. So, Andy, what's coming up on the channel? Uh, last week, on Thursday the 12th of June, we released our second RG interviews. That was with uh, the comedian Polly Brown. So we met in a very trendy bar in southwest London, in, in Balham. And we did a little interview. So that's the second of the RG interviews. Uh, I've been lucky enough this week to meet the wonderful Alex Horn. Lovely man. Michael Bell, uh, you'll be pleased to know that we, we did ask plenty of Michael Bell-based questions. Good, good. And I anticipate the Alex Horn interview will be out in two weeks' time. From the 12th, or which is obviously last Thursday. You can listen to it while wearing shorts. The weather will be nice by then. Yes, so I anticipate the Alex Horn interview will come out on the 26th of June. However, if, if you just cannot wait for future interviews... Um, I will be compiling all the Vine videos which I've made. I've, I'll be posting some Vine videos uh, during certain times. So that's going to be coming up in the future. Keep an eye out for that. And uh, also, you're going to be hearing a lot more of us in, recent, in future times. Edinburgh Fringe Festival, Archie Productions, and Michael Bell, and Adele, and various other people are going up to do a performance between the 10th and the 16th of August, I believe, and this is really big news. Breaking news: My mum is going to be in the audience. She's going to watch us. Mrs. Grax is going to be in the audience. Definitely, maybe confirmed, sort of. I don't know. But yes, she's going to be I'll, there. I'll make maybe. sure. 
I will make sure I'm wearing my tight trousers. That though, I'll that's, be wearing a tie. That's. And I hope you wear something else, Andy. Yeah, a, t- a really nice tie, really nice shirt. No pants or, or trousers. The Edinburgh Fringe website is www.edfringe.com. You can search for the RG Podcast Live just by searching RG A W H G W E. We are one of four podcasts advertised on the Ed Fringe program. The Fringe program is out. We are on page forty of the Fringe program. Our listing is there. You can come and see us at Venue 260, The Space at Jury's Inn, between the 12th and the 16th of August. The show starts at 11.10. The duration is 45 minutes, and it's suitable for people that are 16+. plus. Fantastic. Uh, Michael Bell. Bing. Any, anything new on the horizon? Um, yeah, no, I'm still trying to flog my wares and trying to flog my uh, poems. So if you want one, um, just come say, and I'll sell you one for a quid rgproductions.com forward slash store you'll be able to ask Michael Bell to give him a, one of his special poems submit your subject submit a pound and within a few days it's much much shorter than that he gives you a poem fantastic so yeah also we'd love to hear from you guys and there are just talk to, us, yeah. to us yeah absolutely uh, contact us on twitter which are uh, twitter names at rgprod at graxbishop at Michael Bell 86 You can also find us on Facebook and like us there for facebook.com forward slash rgprod and you can also find on a YouTube channel and of course you can contact us via emails at rgproductions at gmail.com and go to our website rgproductions.com There's so many dot coms around here I don't even know Ladies and gentlemen um, it, we, we, you know, it wouldn't be right for us not to discuss um the awful news of the week. Um, <laughs> we are of we are we are of a certain generation. Grax and I being a very similar age. Michael Bell slightly younger, but but either way, we are of a certain generation. The the untimely, awful, unbelievable, and I still don't believe it. Uh, passing of Rick Mail this week, genuinely has just it just genuinely broke my heart. And I, I've not often seen my, you know, Twitter's such a fickle thing, right? And you spend all this time just banging on about bollocks and the podcast and the things we do. And we, we really enjoy, you know, the feedback you give us. But I very ever rarely see my Twitter feed all talking about exactly the same thing. And that was a united love for Rick's work. So the first sitcom I ever loved and watched and loved, you know, I would have been about 10, 11 years old, was Bottom, 1991 to 1994. Uh, Richie and Eddie, so Rick Mayo, Adrian Edmondson, a, a really simple sitcom, two lead characters, anarchy, beautiful British alternative comedy at its finest. And it really inspired me to, you know, try and just enjoy and see life completely differently and take a different angle and hit you and hit your friends in the face with a pan absolutely <laughs> and, you know, as a much much kicking in a bollocks as well i've you know grax you you know um at big big underscore uh, number seven chris uh you know we all three of us grew up on that stuff um, yeah absolutely we all had different times and phases of which and different kinds of exposure to bottom i mean i loved the actual tv series and I think the older I became, the more I understood and appreciated the slapstick comedy and, and, and the sheer raw exaggerated. It was really powerful stuff. Um, I know in your case, you actually got to see him live with Big Underscore 7. Is that right? 
Yeah, so we, we were lucky enough to go to two bottom lives. We went to 2001 and 2003, so it's the last two tours. Uh, arguably not the best tours. Uh, critically not acclaimed. Obviously, the first one was pure genius. Uh, two was pretty bloody good as well. Then 1998, my favourite, Hooligans Island 98, was just outstanding. Um, yeah, I did. And lucky enough, in the front row, Hammersmith Apollo. I will never forget the sight of, of Rick Mayo and Aid Edmondson just sweating on me because that's how close they were and I was just my to see the guy on stage giving it the nuts was just awe-inspiringly brilliant I mean I talk about this now the hairs are literally standing up on the back of my neck uh, it's not just you know it's not just bottom obviously Michael Bell. um we've got you know yeah, I mean I was I was kind of raised on the comic strip even though yes. I'm, a little bit, I'm too I'm too young for it but you know um I remember watching it when I was about eight i guess because it would be on telly and stuff and it's like the comic strip it's it's got a whole host of people it's got young uh french and saunders and stuff it's got aid mm-hmm. it's got uh, just a million people yeah um but some of the stuff it's just stunning it was when i was eight and it is still is now uh drop dead fred is one of my favorite films oh, of all time ever brilliant brilliant if you can film. dig out his early stand-up uh, or kick up the 80s which is hard to find now but it's stunning um his early stand-up was being a poet rick which is basically what he did before the young ones kicked in. Yes, and oh, his, autobiography, his autobiography is just so good, bigger than Hitler. I implore <laughs> you to go and read it. Every single book, it's just amazing work. So I mean, everyone knows the young ones. Everyone knows Bottom and uh, Creek yeah. and obviously this. But go, check out the comic strip. It's on eBay for twenty quid, and you get five series of stuff. It's amazing, and some of the films are just incredible. Go check it out. That's one of the good things about Rick May. He's done so many great things, like the young ones. So that's one thing when I grew up I found out he did more than just bottom and it was it was at the time where the comedy could be anything and everything and, and they were no real rules and that kind of raw I just loved his sheer energy he just gave it 110% he was loud he was flailing, or flailing around manically and you can't help but laugh him laugh well, at him laugh with him if you look at that you know um, someone like when he's well and the young ones, the character he was playing, he was, you know, younger than us when he did it. To get a character that perfect, they have been working on a stand-up and stuff in the 80s. It's just incredible, like 26, stunning, yeah. you know. <clears throat> He's also done a whole bunch of other things after his main roles of uh, Bottom, Blackadder, and etc. He's done a whole series of uh, audiobooks I had no idea about. Okay. And... and Towards the end, he's uh, appeared in certain things like adverts. The last advert he did was the Bombardier beer. Yes. Where he kind of personified one of his mm. um, uh, one of his major roles. What's, oh, what's his are you talking character? about Lord Flashheart? Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit Flashheart, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Which is that everybody knows and love. And the thing is, he's also got so many awards. And well, look at him in Man Down as well, the um, Greg Davis show. Who's stunning in that? Oh, oh, kid you not, Man Down. And it's so sad because Mandel was filming in August. for a second series. Uh, you know, that's a huge loss mm. to that brilliant sitcom. Mandel and Greg Davis, uh, Mike Wozniak, uh, Rose and Connerty. You know, brilliant, brilliant sitcom. Rick was brilliant. He was absolutely outstanding. And again, what a performance. I mean, you know, we as the viewer, we don't see half of that performance. You, you, We only get what's on camera. But to, you know, I can only imagine... The joy of doing Check that out, job next um, to that guy. Greg Davis's uh, Richard Herring Leicester Square podcast. He tells there's loads of stories about the um, filming and stuff like that. It's just amazing. Well, he tells loads of stories about uh, Rick on that. It's, it's really just good. a real shame he's passed away. He was only 56 when he passed away at the time. 
It's just so yeah. sudden, man. Apparently he was talking to somebody like yeah. an hour later at lunch and then just died at oh, half one. And the thing is, at the time of this recording, they mm. still don't know. They haven't so released we go. any official word as to how he passed away. But I mean, to leave that body of work, though, yeah. it's just as horrible as it is. You know, there's just so much stuff he did. Like some people, some people get one good sitcom or you one know. good character. He's got countless. Even in Creek, you know, he did we're talking of Creek. Even on that, it was just amazing. Yes. So we're we're talking about a thirty-year career, effectively started around nineteen eighty. Obviously, we're twenty twenty fourteen. Thirty-three, thirty-four years. Um, you know, it's countless, countless character after character after character owning. Almost, mm. you know, the new statesman, brilliant, absolute Alan Bastard. Oh, brilliant, literally brilliant. <laughs> you know, um, it's just how someone can be that consistent, that talented, that fucking hilarious. I'm not paying 10p for that one. He just, yeah, insp- go, inspiration. Go read his book. It's literally three pounds on Amazon. Go buy it. It's one of the funniest things you ever read. I'll tell you what, his Twitter account's going to explode now, but even more so. Yeah, well, again, a classic, classic Rick Mail. Um, so, Rick Mail's one and only tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you? Did you see this, Michael Bell? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I think, the, I think the main thing is, though, just, it's obviously horribly so sudden, just, if you, you know, prayers, I know people aren't religious and stuff, but just prayers and thoughts to the family, because it's just horrible he died so suddenly, but um, obviously warm thoughts and everything goes out, so anyone who knew him. Yes, absolutely. Wife of many years, three kids. It's, this is this is just it's the shittiest thing for for fucking years. It's horrible. Um, we'll end with Rick's one and only tweet. Opening my very own Twitter to stop another bastard from doing it. So fuck off and don't expect to hear from me anytime soon. Love Rick. And I'll leave my and I'll leave my favourite joke, possibly ever. Uh, which one, Rick's? Uh, Why the pervert across the road? Because he had his knob in the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Because he couldn't get his knob out of the chicken. Bottom fluff. What did the man man with a 10-inch penis have for breakfast this morning? I had a boiled egg. And may I say, what a lovely smashing blouse that is. Thank you, Rick, for being such an amazing guy. May I say, (laughs) it's a smashing blouse you're wearing. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the RG Podcast. Genuinely, um, we'll see you next week. We'll be uh, episode twenty-four. I'm, I'm going to go next. Week. I am going to go Jack Bauer all over this podcast next week. Oh, really? That's such an obvious thing to do, Michael Bell. You won't be saying that when I'm torturing you. Oh, ah. I Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for your contributions. I think the I only thing that do that probably the only thing that's left to say is goodbye. See ya.